Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Good morning. This is Basic English. My name is Russell Ziski, and I'm going to be your instructor for the next five weeks. Okay, I know you're anxious to jump right in and start speaking English, but there are just a couple of things I need to know first because I've never done this before. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Son of bitch, shit! Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Refer to... The one thing that I'm kind of dealing with right now, speaking of fan things, that it's like, it's not, it's not the terrible toxicity that we've been talking about. It's uh, so I had to buy a new car uh, two weekends ago. Uh, oh yeah, and what happened to uh, the old car. Uh, old car got a lot of money put into it, and the check engine light kept going on, and I was like, this car is worth, and this is literally true. The current car is worth 500 bucks, and I keep putting like two grand, three grand, four grand into it. Uh, right. So it was just time to buy a new car, but, hmm. um, but uh, I, I, you know, I've got uh, I've got my Colorado sticker on it, and I've got right now my nuclear uh, heart sticker on the back windshield too. But you know, I want a license plate frame. I want some like something to replace the dealership uh, license plate frame. And I was like, you know, I'll look at maybe something uh, Star Trek or Starfleet or like a DeLorean plate or. Uh, there's got to be something, something kind of subtle and something kind of cryptic or like a, a Mr. Fusion logo, you know, something that is like kind of nerdy, but not too overtly nerdy. Um, yeah. And uh, like license plate frames have to be the gaudiest, most disgustingly designed things I think I've ever seen in my entire... I mean, I'm sorry if there's somebody out there that's listening and and designs license plate frames for cars, but... Is it like a, re- a, a prerequisite that they have to be horrible and in like uh, impact font? Like everything is in impact font for some reason. I guess maybe because that's the template that Cafe Press uses or something. But I guess when I got my car, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, I can get a license plate frame. I gave up. I just bought a, a plain black one. I was it, like, yeah. I'm going to keep it simple. I, I was thinking, you know, it would be cool to have just like a, because it's a blue car. So I was thinking, uh, you know, maybe something like uh, silver or metallic, but then with like the the yellow uh, Starfleet insignia or something, you know, just, just to right. kind of have that little bit of like pop of color. And, um, but you look up, I, I challenge, I mean, I, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, look up Starfleet license plate frame and be amazed by the circa 1991 design uh, aesthetic that is still being employed by a lot of people. It's just, it's like, oh my God, what? What's the uh, manufacturer of your car? Uh, Hyundai. uh, I got another Hyundai. uh, Yeah. See, A, if you bought a Toyota, and B, if I knew where the hell it was in here, 
uh, I could have sent you the um, the Back to the Future Hill Valley Toyota. Oh, oh, wait, I have one of those. I oh, that's a great. Do you have idea. one of those? Do that one. I totally forgot I even had that's in a box in storage somewhere. Oh my there, goodness! I'm so glad you, you could take something me. out of storage <laughs> and actually <laughs> utilize it for once. Uh, and it is it is super crypto nerd too. Yeah, that's something. That's a good one. The Hill Valley Toyota, because it's the the uh, Stater brother or Statler brothers uh, Toyota dealership. Uh, that's yeah, right. That's the way to do it. All right. Do that one. I like. You I like your thinking. Every once in a while, you have to deal with somebody going, "Why do you have a Toyota frame on a Hyundai?" Well, but uh, it's fine. People who get, get it will get it. <laughs> we'll get it. See, that's the thing. Yeah, it's always. I like the the super secret nerd stuff. Yeah, that's when you the, run into somebody who gets it, you're like, that is worth like a hundred, a hundred people. I like your Superman T-shirt, you know. Yeah, that's I, that's why the nuclear heart uh, is on there right now because it's you know it's it's not as recognizable as the Ghostbusters logo, but um, however, uh, I d- wasn't thinking, and it's like a kind of a paper based sticker, and it's already starting to fade. So I think I got to replace it with a vinyl. Uh, I got I'll send you a vinyl one. Huh, all right, there we go. <laughs> Um, easy, easy. See, <laughs> I'm, I am. N- bring me your problems. <laughs> All right, what else? You, uh, uh, let's All right, see. let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Color one. I, I, <laughs> the one thing that I did want to mention in the top of the show here. Well, there were two things that I actually wrote into the rundown, but the one thing I did absolutely want to mention is uh, Naoki uh, proclaiming to the world uh, that he is learning English through listening to our, our podcast, uh, which. I, I kind of knew because he at one point had sent me some ramen and was uh, testing out his his English by sending me the instructions on how to make it. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but his his social media post was so awesome, and uh, I think you retweeted it, and I picked up on it uh, the day after. And uh, yeah, he um, he started earlier. He's he he does uh, graphic design stuff. It's always fun to follow him because. Like with all the new Godzilla movie stuff, he would redo the posters they did in Japan yeah. for Godzilla, oh, yeah. but he'd do it with Mr. Stapo. He does that stuff all the he time. He did like a 1984 Olympics-inspired uh, uh, GB logo, which was uh, super cool that I, I liked. Yeah. yeah. He, um, and earlier, he ran something where he basically kind of redid and cleaned up the, the Ghostbusters um, title logo. Uh, only in in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, those of us who like own the uh, the program guides and all that from '84 and all that, you've probably seen it here and there. Anyways, he redid it, and then he just kind of kept going. <laughs> like he made uh, one for us, so he translated uh, Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Rip into uh, Japanese. He did, uh, I think, the Michigan Ghostbusters uh, the Michigan, or the one. Massachusetts Ghostbusters. As I did yeah. uh, yesterday, but. But yeah, I like that he was like, yeah, his, uh, his teaching him English. I was like, it's all air, it's air quotes on both words, English and teaching, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I we think, are. <laughs> yeah, I was because I, I at one point in the rundown was going to put in an exercise here, like what phrases do we need to teach Naoki uh, here on the air? Uh, but then somebody chimed into the, I think it was on the Twitter thread, but they chimed in. What other uh, podcast can you learn the phrases Leviathan and Dapper in the same That's show? Right. Uh, so there you but go. To be fair, we did start very early on with a lesson in the pronunciation and use of confectionery. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's mainly just me being an ignorant American, and maybe that maybe that is the way to do it to teach people English by just being an ignorant American because we don't we hardly know English ourselves, and it's our I, primary yeah, language. That's right. I, 
I will correct your your American English with my Canadian <laughs> yes. English, and it'll just confuse everybody. So, or, or start putting in the French Canadian uh, compliant uh, French translations and just make it even more difficult on the poor guy. But <laughs> I was listening to since we haven't done shout outs uh, in a while. Uh, what the heck is her podcast called? Um, Helen Zaltzman does a uh, oh the Illusionist mm. Illusionist yeah. Uh, if you're a word nerd. I recommend it because it just deals with, well, it's it's like, yeah, the history of words and stuff like this. And this last one, she was interviewing, um, uh, I think she might have been a, uh, a Canadian uh, researcher uh, doing research on um, internet age uh, language. Yeah. And like, all the uh, slang and the terminology and the acronyms yeah. and things like that. Yeah. The be, the be, not only that. Well, more than that. Like the use of emojis and and stuff like that. Like the 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 thing she boiled it down into. Uh, if you were to say that the um, like uh, somebody the um, eggplant emoji has a, a more uh, 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 I don't know what you call it juvenile uh, uh, <laughs> something it's it means it means a ding dong yeah but, <clears throat> but it's an eggplant ding dong is uh, it's an eggplant yeah but so that's, the, the double entendre the yeah, exactly it's yeah. not it's not an eggplant it means something else that's language right like that's it's it's not abc written word but it it has a language use, right? So as an example, and people would be like, no, that's not how it is. It's like, no, you're, you're thinking like, uh, you're thinking in terms of protecting the language past, yeah. not where it's going. And the example they came up with was a very early example of how internet was steering language, which was, uh, for years, the Washington post and all them insisted that uh, uh, web addresses were capitalized. So it would be capital W, W, little w, oh, little w, dot. Oh, that drives me crazy. Exactly. Oh. Where, whereas oh. a, online, nobody did that. It was yeah. just www. And then slowly, so that was an example of eventually language caught up and went, yeah, that, that's, that was applying the old language rules to this new construct sort of thing. But anyways, the, 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 where was I going with all this uh, teaching? In uh, oh, etymology, yeah. uh, you were talking. The whole one of the best things out of it is there. They could actually see a period of time where um, uh, autocorrect, uh, like just for the longest time, uh, uh, British were the British were sliding towards using the American I Z E instead of I S E for like revolutionize etc ah. they were sliding that way and then autocorrect came in and autocorrect had an american bias to it at the time when it first came out yeah so it was trying to autocorrect them and they the, the entire culture <laughs> fought back going no 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 <laughs> it's done the british me. way it, it, i was just ah oh, that was amazing uh. anyways um and actually if we want to tie it all into ghostbusters let's just remember that uh Bill Murray uh changed the um the usage of the word toast. So yeah. there we go. Uh toast and slimed. I mean I know we've talked slimed. about that that you know that was something that existed prior to Ghostbusters but coined it. Uh, uh I say we could go a long way to it popularized uh ectoplasm. Oh, that was a word yeah. that existed before it but only to you know nerds 
like us who you know read the, the those <laughs> those time life uh, 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 paranormal books and stuff like that. It came up sort of here and there. But when you have like, you know, the biggest movie of the summer, say ectoplasm, everybody goes, it just yeah. turns into a household world, uh, word all of a sudden. My parents know ectoplasm, which, uh, you I know, know, was right? always astounding to me. Yeah. Uh, Someday somebody's going to have to sit down and go through that movie and, and figure out all the things that it actually did. Again, going back to this discussion of changing the language and the culture and all that, it, the well, way it kind uh, of shifted things. Cyclotron and, and uh, nuclear terms that uh, probably were unfamiliar to a lot of people, things like that. Um, yeah, I, but, uh, things we've talked about before too. Like I, I argue that Ghostbusters uh, popularized the now commonplace uh, uh, trend of doing teaser posters that are uh, just uh, a simple image or an icon or a logo like with nothing else it's just meant to for you to either wonder what it is or or you already know what it's referencing like like Jurassic Park yeah. like the yeah. teaser ones the the following movies they just put out the the dinosaur head logo and people were like oh there's a new one coming ha <laughs> stuff like that yeah that's, maybe uh, I'll do that maybe I'll get old and then I'll retire <laughs> to the lake house and that's when that's when you're, my your lighthouse phase I like it uh, my lighthouse face. Your lighthouse. I was face. I was thinking lake house, but I th- I like lighthouse. Well, see if I move if I go to a lake house when I retire, the lake may have dried up, <laughs> and if I go to the lighthouse, it may be half submerged by the rising uh, ocean. So also know. true. Uh, but uh, hey, at any rate, uh, <laughs> Naoki, we're, we're glad to be teaching you English. It's kind of Thank funny you because for that, yeah, I, I've been listening to uh, Spectral Radio, which if you are German speaking and you're not listening to, they're putting on a, a hell of a podcast. Uh, uh, over there, um, and it's uh, mainly for me to kind of uh, uh, remember my uh, my German because I can kind of understand German. I can't really speak German, and so I, yeah. I, I enjoy listening to their show and trying to see what I can pick up on. But Eins, fine, Dre, <laughs> and then he pushes her down the hill. There's your cool runnings. Uh, <laughs> one reference in one 20 reference. years. That's there right. it is. But uh, all right, well, plenty, plenty. Forget cool runnings. We've got plenty of Ghostbuster stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah. Naoki, come join us on this journey. It'll be a lot of fun. Here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris, hold hold on, because I know that you're looking at the rundown and you're going, all right, we're going to be talking about the following merch items, but I kind of want to front load this first item because I think it, it, it'll it tee up the merch news pretty nicely here. Sure. Um, so uh, Forbes did an article, uh, Simon Thompson, who um, has, has done a lot of uh, podcasting and, um, and sort of uh, op-ed pieces. Uh, I've seen, seen him in, in a million different places, so Simon Thompson's probably not unfamiliar to people, but uh, did an article for Forbes that was titled Ghostbusters Brand Crosses the Revenue Streams for Halloween. And it was a very, um, I mean, it was, it was more toward, uh, announcing the Halloween horror nights, uh, activation that they're going to be doing at universal studios, uh, Florida and, uh, Los Angeles. Um, but then he, but then he kept digging, he kept digging and he dropped some, some serious bombs. I mean, things, things that are kind of buried within the, the text of this article here, you know, which, I mean, he's saying that they've, you know, Sony consumer products has, uh, hitched their wagon to universal studios once again, and they're going to be doing this maze, 
um, which we talked about last week and, and is very exciting. I'm still super over the moon about this. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. But within this article, he's not only talking up Ghostbusters as uh, a brand, but also talking up the original film, uh, the original two films, um, and not to slight Answer the Call. He does mention Answer the Call as, I think he calls it a misfire. You know, he's he's very kind to it. But um, but the, the surprising thing in here to me, Chris, and I kind of wanted to discuss it because I wanted to f- kind of get your sense if this is feasible, if you believe this. I mean, I'm sure it's probably true since it's in Forbes, but... Um, in merchandise sales alone, from 1984 to 2007, Ghostbusters has crossed the $1 billion in sales mark. So just, mm-hmm. just in the merchandising, not in the box office, not in um, home video or, or ancillary rights for TV or any, anything like that, just in the merch itself. And and that's yeah. why I wanted to talk about this, because it tees up all the merch news that we're about to talk about here. But and, and- yeah, and people. I'm just going to interject. People yeah. need to understand the importance of that figure. Cross the billion dollar mark, 2007. That's two years before the big 2009 uh, anniversary. Yeah, before the big push 25th, with the video game. The big and... push with the video game. Uh, all the remember is 25th anniversary. There was so much merch came out. Well, and, and, uh, and I'm thinking there was there was sort of a, a, a dearth of merch from 90, when did it start? 92, 93, all the I way until 90, like, Extreme nearly, Ghostbusters. Nearly 2007. Like it was yeah. really, th- there was bits and pieces. Uh, I think like uh, when did RGB's box set come out? It came out before 2009. So that would have been in there. Uh, uh, but really, yeah, I mean, some of the biggest, like if we were doing this back then, some of the biggest news we would have done merch wise at the time was all home video stuff, right? Like, yeah, not, not a lot of of product, um, uh, Johnny lightning, uh, you know, the the model kits, like, yeah, the uh, reaching of that, the, uh, 88 mile per hour comic series. Yeah. It was, Uh, it was kind of few and far between. It's kind of funny because I actually put on the rundown listening to the, the purple stuff podcast last week, uh, which I also thought there was a fun, uh, it's a tangent, but we, we talked about ASMR at the beginning of last week's show and they spend like 20 minutes eating pickles on their show and it was like, kind of funny. But um, but they were talking about Star Wars and how, same thing, there was this just dead period of time where when you got bendy action figures, uh, that was the news and that was 93, 94, probably right before the special editions. Um Ghostbusters kind of had that same period of time where there was nothing. I mean, now we take it for granted that, you know, I'm sitting here uh, drinking my beer that's on a Ghostbusters coaster and I'm looking at my uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 Steelbook 35th Anniversary Edition that's uh, signed and propped up on my desk. And, like, it's it, there's Ghostbusters is everywhere um, to the point that we have, I don't know, 10 news items here about merch uh, just for yeah. this week alone. Uh, that it's It's crazy. So... So, okay, so one billion does seem feasible. It sounds like we're agreeing to that, right? So where do we think it is now, more than 10 years yeah. after that 2007 mark? And and why does he only have data through 2007, I wonder? That's the other, because this, this is an article that was written three days ago uh, or a week <laughs> ago by the time you listen to this. But so why, I'm sure Sony Consumer Products has to have those metrics on hand, but yeah, is it too tough to now 
pin down because there is so much licensed material and so much merchandise and so many uh, co-ops and comic books and uh, limited edition things and uh, sub licenses and like can can they not even grasp how much of a money maker this is in merchandising? Yeah, I don't know. It may just be that up until like they were reporting stuff like that up until 2007 and then the reporting which would have been for like shareholders and all that maybe shifted around that time so instead of being able to point and say oh ghostbusters made x amount it now says all film merchandise netted the company this amount yeah. here but it doesn't tell you uh, it doesn't have the the granularity to tell you which movies brought in which amount i don't know there's it may just be a delay in this stuff too um like i don't i can't think of too many other places you'd find out short of somebody on the inside or it goes out in the shareholder uh annual uh, meeting the agm report yeah that's that's really where i think it would stem from is the the corporate whoever is at sony who's in charge of the licensing of of product and um, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, coming out of like, uh, last, the, uh, the New York, uh, toy fair, the international toy fair, I bet that this was a bullet point on somebody's document somewhere that said, look, Ghostbusters has made X amount of dollars, uh, since 1984 to 2007. And from that point, God knows how much we've made. So, um, if you want to, want to get in uh, here before there's another surge, uh, now's your chance, but um, so, I mean, at any rate, it, I thought it was very interesting to see Forbes not only giving Ghostbusters good ink, because uh, we have talked on this podcast a few times about Forbes um, being a little a little snooty towards Ghostbusters, especially in 2016, <laughs> but uh, it was good to see them getting some good ink. It was good to see them talking up the original film, uh, once again reiterating that the original film uh, now is, I think they adjusted for inflation, is at like the $641 million mark, which makes it uh, one of the highest grossing films of all time, uh, you know, mm -hmm. more than 35 years later, which is crazy. Um, so again, this is all sort of an awareness piece. You know, if you tune into your local uh, cable stations, well, not your local cable stations, but if you're looking at, you know, Sundance channel, IFC up, uh, TV, all of these channels are showing the original two films because I think they're trying to reintroduce it to a, a larger population before the new movie comes out. And here's why, Hey, remember how much you love Ghostbusters? Remember all that money you spent prior to 2007? Well, guess what? Open up those wallets. Cause <laughs> Here comes more. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think that's a good kickoff to now talk about um, one, two, three, four, five, six different merchandise news uh, items for, for us to, let's to do it. To all you guys. So uh, let's talk about uh, Spirit. I think I'd, uh, you probably didn't hear it. I probably cut it off at the beginning of this episode, but everybody's in the Halloween uh, mode already, even though it's end of July into August, but who am I to judge? Because I love Halloween. Um, but, uh, San Diego comic-con had a whole bunch of announcements. One that we didn't get to talk about last week was the, uh, additions to their growing stable of Halloween offerings that you can go into a spirit Halloween store and pick up. Um, and among those are a real ghostbusters Egon costume, a real ghostbusters Janine costume, uh, another spin on Dana's Zool uh, red dress, which I, they did offer one previously. Actually, I think maybe that was Ruby's now that I'm thinking about it. But 
Uh, it's not listed either, but I've seen the picture floating around. There's a Peter, real Ghostbusters Peter. A Peter, as well. and I think that was at the uh, the werewolf event, uh, the the very cleverly named Crossrip event that happens at San Diego Comic Con, uh, which we love and adore. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of really weird and strange social media tags from drunk people over Comic Con. I just want to let everyone know that we're going to hold those against you at some point in time uh, as blackmail. But um, yeah, uh, the, the Peter, the Egon costumes, um, I don't believe they include the wig. Maybe the Egon one does include the wig because it's such a specific thing. But, um, but to me, I think <laughs> what's kind of funny is the thing that I'm most excited about is the Motorola walkie talkie. Um, yes. The, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the costumes look great. And yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to have a real Ghostbusters costume being sold in 2019, um, but this walkie-talkie that has uh, pre-recorded phrases from the movie, including uh, Venkman, I saw it, I saw it, uh, so that you can have that playing on the other end of your uh, your walkie-talkie. That's that's fun, and it is. It, I mean, based on the photos, it does look like a pretty decent repli- replica of the actual Motorola uh, uh, unit that everybody uh, covets and and tries to find on eBay and bulk uh, items, but. Um, now, the bummer is that they had to replace the Motorola logos, obviously. So I think, was that you? Somebody on social media posted, like, let's do tutorials on how to rub those off and put screen-accurate uh, Motorola logos. And, I was and pondering like. it, too. I'm pretty sure it was the first thing people were going to want to do was to... I can see why they do it. Like, it's... it's <laughs> the funny part is, is technically Sony's making money off of it. But they don't own Motorola or walkie-talkies or anything like no, that. Or the design of that particular the design of it. unit. Or, you know, that's, yeah. that's something Motorola paid somebody, an industrial <laughs> designer, to do. Uh, rather, Sony's getting paid because there's a Ghostbuster symbol on the, the holster. Uh, and the funny part is people are going to pay it. Money's going to go to Sony. And people are going to take that thing off as yeah. fast as they can. <laughs> So. <laughs> I I mean I I I was immediately thinking how can I buy one of these uh, tear it to pieces and and some way kind of like kit bash all of the inner guts and workings into my actual Motorola and make it function, uh, which I know that there are people that sell kits if you if you haunt the uh, GB fans uh, forums. There's I think Spongeface. A couple of people have really good uh, kits that you can like buy uh, for for your Motorola's. But yeah, uh, that that's kind of where my head went to. But then at the same time, I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. I like Chris's idea better. I'm just going to buy one of these and try to get the labels off of it and uh, make it look cool. But I actually have a Motorola because uh, at some point, I think it was Todd of the Ghostbusters of British Columbia got his hands on on like a lot sale. That's how because usually like a police department gets rid of them or a fire department yeah. gets rid of like. 20 or 30 of them yeah i'll tell you right now done right they're not horribly expensive they're actually a, a one of the cheaper things that you can probably hunt down and get for your costume yeah. uh but it came up in that the one of the announce one of the social media chats i think somewhere somebody was pointing out their team ended up in a heap load of trouble with the fire department uh, because they got theirs up and running again, oh, but no. those frequencies are still in use. They're still so. in emergency bands. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, that's uh, a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. Also, remember, they're, 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 these were solid, like, workhorse items from the 80s, right? So they are not light either. I think there's something to be said for getting a plastic 
uh, a plastic version that looks the looks the part, but doesn't you know doesn't weigh five pounds all on its own. Yeah, I mean the. I think what did, what did I do? Because I've I've got one. No, I've got two of the MT five hundreds, and I, I I pulled like the battery because the the giant battery pack is really what weighs it down too. Um, and since they don't function, and you don't want them to function, obviously. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I pulled the battery yeah. out of it, and that that helps a little bit. But um, but I mean, at any rate, I mean the the good news is that Spirit Halloween has now put together all of the um, the pieces that you need. I mean between jumpsuit ecto goggles proton pack pke meter trap yeah um now with the the uh, the replica sort of motorola mt500 looking uh uh unit um uh, anything and everything that you need to put together a ghostbusters costume and yes sure it, the authenticity and we don't need to get down that path where everybody's saying well it's not screen accurate and it's not the same size and not the same scale and yeah it's that's a different you know, uh, a lot of people, this is good enough for them for Halloween, and that's all that matters. Uh, or this for my be, kids, yeah. like, throw on one of those spirit Halloween packs, and suddenly they're a Ghostbuster again. So uh, Somebody made the very valid point that uh, it was funny. So <laughs> in two comments, one person pointed out uh, the spirit ones are great for uh, uh, kids uh, or uh, ghost uh, heads with disabilities, or older ghost heads who can't lug around, yeah, absolutely. you know, a giant pack. To which the follow-up was, "Good point. Just change the thrower. They look weird in adult hands." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, all the more reason. Like, we're a resourceful bunch. We reiterate yeah. it every single time on this show. Uh, pick up the spirit pack and then buy the the Maddie collector thrower and add that onto it, or. Um, I've seen a lot of people that take the the, the spirit traps, which uh, look really great, and uh, add their own paint weathering and stuff to them, and make them yeah. look even you know more uh, screen accurate. Uh, and and same thing, the the screen accurate traps with lights and all of the the bells and whistles, they're heavy, and you throw one of those on a belt, and you're running around for three or four days at a convention. Uh, it's it's kind of it's it's uh it's not fun. <laughs> the pack no. plus the trap plus all the stuff plus the heat um yeah. so uh, you know I, you, I think you like it buy it you don't like it don't buy it that's yeah. kind of what it boils down to the the thing that everybody needs to celebrate is you can walk into a spirit and i don't know what the total is sub 250 i guess maybe i, I haven't done a complete the, the pack's not cheap. The pack's yeah. like, what, 60 or 70? Pack, yeah, I think the pack The is, jumpsuit is a little pricey as well. The goggles are, what, the 30? So let's just say so, 250, 300 bucks. You can walk in and walk out with everything except uh, boots, uh, elbow mm-hmm. patches, leg hose, and a belt widget. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, everything else is there. And, and it's which it, is incredible. That's crazy. And by and the way, crazy. Spirit, Spirit is never going to sell us leg hoses <laughs> or bell widgets because no. that's just too weird. No, they won't. Uh, that that's one of the things that they could put in their stores, and everybody would be like, "What is that for?" Uh, yeah, but it, that's incredible that yeah. that we can do that because oh, God, everybody has to just kind of dial back to the point where to remember it was a a chore to find somebody who was making and selling just the basic patches the patch, you know what yeah, I mean? the, the, uh, the arm patch was 
kind of hard to come by. I, hard I think to come by. Until it was, Katana they were being, came around. Like that was the only person I knew who was doing them. They weren't that cheap because the at the time the people who had the machines that could uh, you know the, run them off in the home that they weren't high run machines. They were so they're basically running them off one at a time. You know, so you're spending like twenty bucks or something like that. Like. Now, everybody's now. Now we go to FanFest and walk out with an armload of patches because <laughs> literally all it takes is an internet connection and Photoshop, and people are putting together yeah. these fantastic patches. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, Crossroad patch is still available. GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop. Pick up yours today. Thank you. <laughs> so I, 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 this has come up before. If you've made screen accurate ones, you put the work into it. I don't know. I. I get the gut reaction of it. I, it, I guess it seems to me it's like people who, um, you know, go to a weekend uh, car show with their restored, you know, 57 Chevy uh, and some guy rolls up in some, you know, 2009 Mustang or something like yeah. that. It should, you know, rolls in and with his thing rumbling and they're like, you just went and bought a new one. Like, I, do you know how much time I put into this thing? Like, you, it's like relax. It doesn't stop people from appreciating what you've done or accomplished. Your thing is amazing. It's just at the same time you can't be can't be raining down on the people who just want to join in on the fun, yeah. right? Oh, it's very different. And I mean, uh, and and uh, good good on the people that are still building their uh, packs from scratch and uh and and as as Chris I think you've said multiple times and I'll I'll reiterate too that go buy a Nomex flight suit they're not that expensive and buy one of the wonderful patches yeah. that GB fans and all of these people sell and put put together your own if you if accuracy yeah. and everything matters to you if you want to join up with a franchise uh they obviously I, they're going to want you in, in a flight suit. Uh, I'm sure they'll accept you with some of the, the rubies or the spirit gear, but yeah. you know, put, put some work and some effort into it. And, and it's, uh, if nothing else, it's a, it's a fair play starting point. If you want to then start swapping stuff out, you can mix sure. and match now, go yeah. get yourself a Nomex, go buy yourself a, an off the internet, uh, patch of any, you can get everything from the super clean modern ones to the people who are making the screen accurate replica ones, get, you know, just all of those. Um, but at the same time, you know, hit up uh, spirit to get yourself a PK meter and, and ecto yeah. goggles. Like it's, and then just go from there. It's, I, I I get it. I mean, I I do understand the psychology behind it. Where you know, if you had the Iona shoe polisher that you turn into the PKE meter, and you spent all of that time and and effort, and and now everybody has one that looks pretty pretty darn good and functions and has noises and stuff, you're kind of like, ah, oh, really? Come on! But um, I just remind everybody that it wasn't that long ago that we didn't know what a clippered was, that we thought that it was a film canister and a cake pan. And that still looked pretty darn good too. And we all were pretty happy with that. So just yeah, <laughs> put some stuff in perspective and move on, yep. uh, different strokes. But, uh, so anyway, so yeah, the spirit stuff comes out in September, uh, just in time for Halloween, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. and of course they will be reissuing a lot of their, uh, their stalwart favorites. As you mentioned, the proton pack, the trap, uh, I'm, I'm sure those will all be up for grabs once again. Uh, in fact, they still are. Just go to their website and you can pick up uh, all of those items uh, except for those that we just mentioned uh, right now. Um, GameStop, we can mention GameStop pretty quickly here. 
they're taking over the world. I don't know again where their war chest is coming from, but so after they absorb Thinkeek, they have all of these cool ex- exclusives <laughs> and products and yeah. all sorts of stuff. But uh, so if you missed out on the Comic Con exclusive uh, uh, Diamond Select figures, they are now popping up not only in stores but on the uh, online website. So if you want to pick those up, you can go to the GameStop.com website and pick those up for your collection. Um, they also have a new Proton Pack backpack just in time for back to school, which yeah. I'm sure we'll start seeing more of those, like the notebooks and pens and, and that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, <sighs> oh, God. I hadn't even thought of back to school in, 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 a, in a year. Dollars. In a $1 year with a new dollars. Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Oh, we got two back to school seasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I think boy. next year is really going to be the heavy lift. That's the one where we're going to go to our Walmart store and see the end cap with all of the stuff from the new movie. Uh, but uh, so, so yeah, I mean, check out GameStop. So And while you're there, pre-order your uh, Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered. I know copies are still uh, up for sale there, too. Um, still no word on a release date on that, but uh, we'll we'll keep you posted when we hear that. Um, some cute items that are a quick mention. Handmade by Robots has these really, like... Uh, hand knitted uh, Slimer and Stay Puffed figures that they've got up for sale. They're they're limited they're because they're so cute. They're great. They're they remind so having gone to the uh, Star Wars um, Galaxy's Edge uh, here and at Disneyland, they, they have these sort of like handmade looking uh, stuffed animals, which my daughter just is crazy for. Uh, that's what these kind of look like. They look like just uh, very cute. Very, uh, grandma made these for me, but that's kind of cool and adorable. Uh, and, uh, I, I love them. And actually funny enough, I saw the itty bitties in person a couple days ago uh, as we record this and they're also pretty cute. They're, they're smaller than I thought they would be. I thought they were a little bit bigger, but they're like, you know, palm sized and, um, just, just good enough, uh, for a collector, like, you know, they're beanie baby size, I guess. Um, but, uh, the Ghostbusters set looks really great. The four guys I saw, the Stay Puffed one I saw, uh, was Slimer there? What was the other one? I think it was just Stay Puffed on the Ghostbusters side, but they have all, they have Star Wars and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Hallmark is really getting into that mm-hmm. uh, aside from their whole Christmas racket, which is completely and wholly owned as a subsidiary of Hallmark channel at this point. But, uh, so those are cool. Go check out, um, Handmade by Robots. I think they're being sold through... Where is it? Entertainment Earth? I didn't put it in the rundown, but I think somebody is exclusively selling those. Just I'll go look. Yeah, search search for the the handmade by robots Ghostbusters and and you'll uh, find that. Yeah, it's not that far back on our social medias. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last merch item that I saved for the for the very last here, Chris, because I have a feeling that you're gonna have a lot to say about this. Uh, <laughs> Jada, who did the diecast uh, figures. Um, around the time of the 2016 movie that came out. So they did like the Peter and the, the Slimer figures. They were really cool. Uh, they are now doing remote controlled monster trucks uh, mm-hmm. based upon feature films. Um, and Ghostbusters is uh, among those. It's kind of cool to see the Ectomobile with those giant monster truck wheels and struts and uh, shock absorbers. Um I kind of want this. I think, I mean, I saw you <laughs> sort of like do backflips because you've wanted to see a, an Ecto 1A uh, monster truck for quite some time. Oh, yes. Um, but uh, it's such a weird, it's one of those mashup things that we talked about a few weeks ago that it's like, this is one that kind of speaks to me and I'm not entirely sure why. 
I want a remote control Ectomobile. <laughs> I wanted to have monster truck tires so that it can go off-roading and do some crazy, ridiculous things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it goes back a long ways. I, I'm trying to remember. We talked about it before. But way back in like 2002, I remember I was writing for an entertainment website and just wrote this article because at the time, uh, TNN on Sundays was showing these giant blocks of monster trucks and Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, pause pause for a second too because TNN doesn't exist anymore down here. No. Does it still exist in Canada? Okay. No, not at all. Uh, but there was that period of time where it was, you know, well, it's cable. You can, you can start a, <laughs> a, a cable channel and have it die on you, I guess. But, uh, it, it just entered into my head that it'd be so cool to see, you know, I, I don't know. It, like, we, we, I think people would take for granted that because now pop culture, like nostalgia stuff is everywhere back then. Not, not as, I mean, there was some, but. Again, the same thing, like the, the amount of merch and all that for, uh, we live in a world where you can go find Monster Squad uh, collectibles, right? Like that just wasn't the way things were. Uh, and, uh, a, a, a real Ghostbusters Egon Spangler costume will be up for sale in September in retail stores. <laughs> there we go. Just, yeah. just like, exactly. And so I had this this weird thought, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool, especially if you had properties that you're trying to keep alive to, you know, so you could keep selling this merch. I think I was thinking about how Star Wars, because 2002 Star Wars was just kind of getting its prequel legs out of the way, yeah. right? And and it's the, the resurgence of its merch. I was like, you could do that with other stuff. And I, and I was like, just imagine if you took all those old vehicles and then you like, you know, slap their fiberglass version of the body onto a monster truck and then sent them out. And in my head, the Ecto would rule them all. Like, it'd be cool to see, like, an A-team, uh, A-team van, uh, monster truck version and all that sort of thing. Oh, but the I was DeLorean like, or, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, oh, man, you, like, uh, you, you dim the lights and, the you know, the, the, the arena lasers come on. And you, <laughs> and all, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, you hear, <laughs> and just this monster truck Ecto comes what? out. What? Exactly. I was like, you're you're set. I was like, not only that, you slap on uh, the Ghostbusters 2 uh, LED uh, sliders, and every weekend that they're showing off their monster trucks on television, you could have it scroll the new, you know, whatever new Sony movie you wanted <laughs> yeah. to promote, right? Like just, oh, it was, man. And, and that was 2002. And uh, I, to my... Still, I just, I have few regrets in life, but one of them is that I actually got emailed by a mid-level uh, monster truck team in the States going, how would we go about contacting uh, the rights holders oh my to God, do that? To license and, this? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> Pause. Uh, this is a $1 billion <laughs> making franchise. I, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, there's this alternate reality where, you know, for the last 15 years or so, we've enjoyed the, I don't know, what do you call it? The the ecto. Mm, ecto Renis, Renaissance? Re monster ecto. Do, I don't know. There's no oh, good, uh, clever yeah. name for it. Uh, but it was. It's been tearing its way up. But and there's. I mean, 
people scoff. Like, I, when I reposted it, people are like, oh, man, it's too expensive. You'd be crushing that thing. Yeah, it's made out of fiberglass, right? Like, it doesn't oh, have to look like yeah. a street ecto. It has to look like the uh, the fiberglass one that was, like, the quarter ride outside of the, the – do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the Extreme or, Ghostbusters I, I one? Mean, like, the crazy thing about monster trucks is, you know, uh, having just thrown a few back uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was last week, and watched some monster truck uh, action on uh, whatever channel it was yeah like grave digger is just a bunch of roll bars now with like a skin over top of it that kind of looks like grave digger you know what i mean that's like that's all any of them are the other comment people somebody made was like all that stuff on top it'd be too top heavy i was like no it's fiberglass like like it's like i'm looking at the the skin it's on whatever that like vinyl thing is that flies off the car halfway through whatever the trick is that they're doing yeah the one with the the horns right like the like no there's no weight at all like you just make whatever you want and you race it around it's (laughs) so in my head i was like oh anyway so then i saw this picture and here let's put it this way i have had no time but i've been dragging around uh uh an ecto kit and a monster truck model kit for years <laughs> just looking for the opera like looking for the the like i break my leg and i'm home for three weeks opportunity do your kit to, bash uh, to yeah. kit bash the two of them together i haven't gotten anywhere near it uh, but yeah, part of me just always wanted that. And then sure, somebody made, <laughs> here it comes, remote control. I'm like, Thanks, close enough, Jada. I'll take it. You make our nerd dreams come true, it seems. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to run that thing up and down the street. I'm going to make jumps and I'm yeah, going to it's go remote, off the that's the other, jumps. I and, mean, as if it wasn't cool enough to have a, a, a monster truck iteration of the Ectomobile, it is remote controlled, which adds that extra level of being 12 years old and wanting an RC car so badly that it hurts. And Uh, here's the thing. We live in the era (laughs) where you can open that thing up you can pop in uh, another remote control trigger and some speakers and you can have it siren its way up and down. Totally. Actually, who knows? They may have put the siren in already. I don't think so, but that would be really, if there was just a red button that you press that, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, You can put in some lights, like uh, music. I just, I'll buy two, three. <laughs> what? Just take my money, please. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yes, have some has this thing about uh, speaking of the evolution of language, uh, barging for things, uh, and it's fun to watch them barge for things. It's like, hey, look what I picked up fifty dollars worth of you know McDonald's uh, mugs from nineteen eighty nine, and I'm cut, and I'm sitting here going, they were selling. E.T. in the VHS uh, box on Blu-ray for eight dollars. Like I'm just like there's this order of magnitude. I have to I have to sell them on the idea of the dad barge. I yeah. But, uh, I I agree with the dad barge. I there. don't yeah. I don't I don't barge much anymore. But oh, the uh, monster truck remote controlled ecto. I just yeah. That's I think yeah. I, I think I feel a barge coming on. <laughs> That sounds painful. We need to have you see a doctor, but um, <laughs> it's all right. I ordered some orthotic inserts, so it should take care of my barging. Pretty good, I think. Uh, wait, at least uh, the le- the left side's okay, but the right 
side is just barging so hard. Ask your doctor if barging is right for you. Do not it's, take barging if you're allergic to barging. It's just, and it, it throws everything out of whack and like all the way up. I, mean, I think my back pain is from too much barging on the one side. So, <laughs> oh, Naoki, you're so confused right now. I'm so sorry. Um, air quotes, teacher, air teacher, quotes, yeah, English. Yeah, we are teaching okay. you the most terrible phrases and terminology here but uh so or, anyway, we're so, making, or we're making him the coolest guy in japan this it's is also true he's already the coolest guy in japan let's it's not pretty true each other um but uh so yeah so more more from the jada folks when we have it this was a, a comic-con announcement uh also one thing that that did pop up we talked about chronicles uh real ghostbuster statues that they showed off at uh fan fest they have an ectomobile that they were showing off at comic-con um no real details on it aside from the the look that we got in the photos from their booth but uh i'm sure it will be uh a a hefty pricey uh item that will be very limited and very cool because uh, it's it's chronicle and it looks like it's pretty accurate to the the animated series so uh more on that one as we've got it as Mm -hmm. well um is there only one thing left how did that happen there is all right so uh last but certainly not least this is not merchandising but it was a san diego comic-con announcement that we can uh, recap here uh brian volkweiss and nacelle uh who you may know from doing the toys that made us which we have very vocally been talking to them and saying Mm -hmm. since the first season like do ghostbusters do something about ghostbusters please 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 uh, to which a lot of us were like, yeah, maybe that doesn't carry a whole show. Ghostbusters is kind of, uh, it was a fun toy line, but it's not like Star Wars. It doesn't have the backstory and, and all of that like human element that launched Kenner and so on and so forth. But, but anyway, so, uh, surprising absolutely everybody, uh, they announced the movies that made us, which is a spinoff show from the toys that made us, uh, which will include Ghostbusters and, Um, unfortunately they had a a teaser trailer that was up, uh, that was taken down for whatever reason. It was up on deadline.com and was exclusive for their, for their, um, their news site. And maybe, uh, it was supposed to be exclusive for Comic-Con or maybe there was a a licensing thing or who, who knows what happened, but that, that trailer is gone. But what we did get out of both the news item. And for those of you that were lucky enough to see the trailer is that they got some pretty awesome interviews and, uh, footage and, uh, f- for example, they have taken Reggie Vell Johnson to Nakatomi Tower, the uh, Fox uh, Tower over there at 20th Century Fox, and had him revisit uh, the location for the first time in a really long time. Um, and uh, we've we've gotten word that there are some Ghostbusters uh, interviews and footage, mm-hmm. and they may have taken some some folks to places. So, um, so very exciting. The movies that made us is obviously, you know, they're talking about. Uh, movies that shaped other creative people and and inspired them to do other things. So we may hear from that, you know, like your J.J. Abramses or whoever it may be uh, talking about how, you know, Ghostbusters or Die Hard or Dirty Dancing uh, inspired them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this show. Uh, they really do. I, I mean, the toys that made up the toys that made us, if you haven't watched it, is a outstanding show. Uh, they made me really care about the backstory to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which I mm-hmm. never thought would happen. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm really excited for this. And yeah, I, I think you also bring up a really good point too, Chris, that we haven't really touched on here on the show that maybe we can sort of just close out our episode this week with. But 
Um, people who have been listening to the Ghostbusters 2 commentary on the uh, Steelbook, the 35th anniversary Steelbook edition, which uh, you and I, the, uh, all all disclaimers aside and, and bias that we also did a commentary on there. But um, a lot of people have been saying that it's kind of, it was disappointing uh, because it seems like, uh, you know, that the guys are just watching the movie and, and just kind of laughing at it and saying like, Oh, that person was very good. Or, Oh, this joke was very funny or, uh, you know, not a whole lot of insight for ghostbusters too, which I know we've, we've really been anxiously awaiting. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a long time ago. Think of Can you tell me about a work project that you did five years ago, 10 (sighs) years ago, let alone, you know, 30 years ago? Yes. 15. Yes. 20 yes but it at a certain point it, just, it becomes it becomes yeah. just the the stories that you've retold over and over and over which may or may not have been embellished uh, over storytelling's uh, yeah. lifespan and um so i mean the good news with a, a show like the movies that made us to to tie it back to that uh it's allowing them to kind of take a stroll quite literally down memory lane in some instances and maybe it does jog their memory and they'll have stories and say oh my god i remember when this happened and uh, a little bit more than sitting in a dark commentary booth when you know you're sleepy on thursday morning at 9 a.m uh maybe this this kind of gets some more stories out of them things things that we not necessarily have heard before Mm. um but that's that's my hope at least our uh, maybe we get some some fan perspectives uh, that then lead into <laughs> other stories or or jog some memories as well. But uh, yeah, I, I I just say be kind, be kind to Ivan and Dan and Joe on that Ghostbusters two commentary because it's it's tough. I mean, if they would have recorded that commentary in 1990, the stories I'm sure that we would have heard would have been absolutely incredible. Um, but. 30 years in the rear view mirror makes it uh, a little difficult. So c- cut, yeah. cut the poor guy some slack. Yeah. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Mr. Stewart. Hmm? What? Uh, hmm? What? Oh, me. Where? Where? When? Uh, <laughs> the time has come in our uh, our episode format here where I, I like to throw to you and uh, and give you some time for some final thoughts. You, so, is it okay for me to mention this on the air? Like, we, both you and I have been incredibly busy the last th- three weeks, four weeks. God, how yeah. long? I mean. Five. And, it's been a, it's been kind of touch and go and and everybody has been so nice and generous and uh especially the last two episodes people have said like this is a great episode and 
I kind of shake my head and go, I don't even remember what we recorded yeah. because I was in a delirium state. But, um, but I think we're kind of coming up for air right now, and uh, and and we'll 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 dive in. We'll have some more content that's not just us trying to rattle off the news uh, in the next uh, few weeks to come here. But although it is kind of handy that there has been news, so you know. it yeah it, it it's been. A good I don't want to say crutch. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, but uh, you know, luckily since you or I have not had a whole lot of time, we can just sort of rely upon our cultivation of the news and uh, put it all together and go from mm-hmm. there. But um, but yeah, we're oh, all, although to Fort McLeod, get your hands off. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the article or not, but uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, I yeah. did. The Lethbridge uh, News or Lethbridge Times, the, pa- the paper of record in Lethbridge, Alberta, reported that Fort McLeod's uh, town council was going to discuss the filming of a Ghostbusters. A town hall meeting talking about Ghostbusters, and I, I know I you like, said hey, like, "Hey, get off my Kool Aid." That's our job talking about that's Ghostbusters. Our thing. Um, you know, I think, I I think you and I need have... to go to Alberta. We need to go to Alberta and just sort of bust in on one of theirs and just start legislating on them. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, Free parking for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much fun, eh? How do you like it? Get ready for the tweets. Um, <laughs> I, uh, we didn't really talk about Ghostbusters 2020 news because they are off and filming and, and we're trying to give them some space. But but what you're talking about, Chris, was something that I kind of went down a rabbit hole, the, the Fort McLeod <laughs> people. It's yeah. a beautiful town. Like, it's one of the coolest city centers that I think yeah. I've seen in a really long time. Um it is. Um, I s- the, the the different locations that they said they're going to be uh, filming in. I can think of. Let's just put it this way: if the first two movies were pretty urban, like New York, like metropolitan, I guess is an even better way to put it. Boy, this one I think is coming in real small town America, rural. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I mean to to give people some context, this is where they filmed uh, Interstellar, uh, Brokeback yeah. Mountain, a couple movies like that. But it's, um, uh, it's but also uh, I, I say this, yeah. and I also implore people: leave them alone, leave the production crew alone. If you see production signs, don't yeah. go toward the light. <laughs> leave them alone. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but anyway. You know, if you want to know what's going on, just, like, try to get hired as a PA like the rest of the world. Come on. <laughs> no, don't don't even do that. They got plenty of PAs. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. <sighs> it's, it's, it's not, don't let Troy talk you down from your dreams. No, uh, let <laughs> me talk you down from your dreams. Let them make a movie. It, <laughs> They're making a movie. It's fine. You have you have a day that you have to make, and they are fighting, especially when they're shooting on location, and they're trying to make their day with limited amount of sunlight, and just let them, let them work. Anyway, that's my show up across the street with a big sign that says "free hugs." That always goes over well. No. Don't uh, even show up across the street. Stay far away. <laughs> if you live in Alberta and you see that they're filming down your street. Take a vacation. Go to Vancouver. It's very nice this time of year. Take it from me. Uh, plenty of awesome stick, breweries. Stick your head out the window uh, and shout, who are you going to call? Every five minutes, maybe? No. <laughs> Leave them alone. But I would like to be a fly on the wall for that town hall meeting. Uh, I, yes, I want to hear what the people that are, that are in the neighborhood are concerned about. You know that. Um, I heard that Ghostbusters is filming... And I'm concerned that my business will be um, 
I, I just I want to hear what those questions are. But anyway, uh, it, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, the filming will be fine too. Actually, because as was pointed out uh, by people when I was there, uh, it, it was commented that really they hadn't. Other, I mean, they had those pictures. The, the you know, as you call them, the. Um, the, I call them Yeti photos. The That's Yeti photos, the yeah. Bigfoot, the yeah. Bigfoot shots. There, um, there's a couple of those, but really, they weren't really. Ha- the one guy took his picture because he ran into, like Jason Wright was f- filming right next door or something. Got a picture taken with him. Well, that stuff's been pretty low, well, and they were actually yeah, kind of surprised by I feel, it. I saw a, a photo of people <clears throat> who ran into Finn Wolfhard on the weekend because he was out, you know shopping yeah. in downtown i mean that's that's totally different that's not but, like but both yeah. for the filming and the, the 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 celebrity sightings it's canada right Can, yeah. it's it's kind of laid back i mean we we tend not to i don't know i it's just some residual canadian politeness politeness that we uh, that we don't kind of run over <laughs> and make big scenes out of it so i i i picture I picture an explosion happening and somebody sitting in an easy chair with a newspaper and a pipe going, oh, that's just the new Ghostbusters filming. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) Hey, uh, small aside, uh, off track, uh, speaking of uh, Canadian reservedness and stuff like that, um, the book, uh, Wild and Crazy Guys, that we're going to get to at some point. Yes. uh, The John Candy bit. I should probably save it for the roundtable, but the John Candy, I never realized it. Um, he his uh, funeral was not held in Canada. Yeah, uh, it was done in L.A. And here's here's what it it makes it even better because my entire life, like you don't understand when his funeral. It was him and I don't know, like I guess maybe Princess Diana or whatever. Like there's been a few, like there's been a few politicians and all that where they've they've they've. Uh, televised the the funeral and stuff like that uh but yeah it's mostly uh, heads of state they did john candy's yeah and all of canada watched it and i thought oh that was it says something about him not realizing that it was he was his funeral was in the states yeah, and it was, was televised LA. there too like yeah. everybody uh, it was a big t- I, I speaking of saving it for the book club hey uh, ontario friends if you're gonna tweet at us uh for Hurry Chris's up and read comments that book, earlier yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta schedule something. But um, yeah, I I remember picking up the the Rocky Mountain News at the bottom of my driveway when he passed, and that was how I learned about it. And it was a huge thing because it was on the cover of the newspaper in in Denver, Colorado. But yeah, it was, um, anyways, yeah, it was just a, 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 a an interesting fact that I, I was remembered and then forgot, and then remembered again, and just then now. we remembered. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that's what we do here on the Cross Rip, and uh, that's that's terrible Ran. syntax. For random remembering, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, do do you have any other final thoughts for this week? Or are we? Uh, oh, I think I think we final thought. We it final enough. thought it at all. Um, all right. Well, uh, uh, well, here I noticed you 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 kind of built a discussion topic. Where, uh, I did, and we didn't get to it. I think the the merch news and our conversation kind of led us down. I mean, I think it's it's not a timely discussion topic, so it's something we can save for. It's something we can save. It's also very yeah. short. I, I I think actually, can you, you know can we'll you debunk that. it right now? Yeah, basically. Okay, the, well the, let's do it. Let's do. Sure. Let's just do it here let's in our that. final thoughts. Listen to Bobby Brown uh, serenade you as we debunk this thing that happened on GB fans because I 
I saw it and I was like, that's a cool discussion topic actually, but uh, did Stranger Things Season 2 goof by having the kids call Proton Packs Proton Packs? Did they know that they were called Proton Packs in 1984? Well, here's the... What, it, it, is it 1984? It's 1985 in the third one. But it was season it was season two where they're talking about it. I think that's where that's oh, that where, where the, they call the it discrepancy that? lies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still got the same out as before, which was the the novelizations reference. They do uh, say proton pack. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and now I I started to try to think back. I was like, when the hell did I start calling it a proton pack? And it seems to be like the minute the movie came out. Like I just don't know. It, yeah. It's 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 almost like you're right. They never said it in the movie, but it just kind of was already out and floating around. Well, I remember, um, it was in Making Ghostbusters, but I actually don't have my copyright here to check the copyright on it. But I think Making Ghostbusters obviously came out that fall winter yeah. after the movie. So, so um, there is there is a fair. You could just kind of uh, of of look at it that oh well. One of them got the novelization, or one of them picked up making go. Dustin, yeah. obviously, because apparently he every time, even in three, I guess there's shots of his room where his he's still fan got, club like, the, certificate, the fan and, club yeah. certificate up and all that, which and, is again an, another fall thing, right? So and and of course you read the novelization because you didn't own the home video, so that's the only way that yeah. you were able to revisit the movie without going to the actual movie theater was re- reading the novelization. So, so um, I. I this actually could tie all the way back to the beginning of the episode too where you know where did the the term like how did we all figure it out all at once sort of thing and that stuff does happen right like how how does slang get around like where does it start <laughs> yeah. hard to pinpoint how does it get around so fast well it does right like it's just there are some things with the right you know uh cultural pressure or whatever really just scatters around fast so you can imagine in a summer where that's the biggest movie of the year. If some kid read the novelization and then starts calling it that at his school and it spreads, you know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. it only takes a, a hand. <laughs> it's kids. It's like word anti-vaxxing. All it takes is a handful of kids to uh, use a term and it just spreads. And it spreads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a good, uh, good bookend though. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to end us with... Self-high uh, five. Yeah. All right. I, I was going to take us down a little basic English uh, course here, and you <laughs> you perfectly well-rounded it. I mean, I was going to say, I met him on a Monday, and my heart stood still. Da-do-ron-ron. Da-do-ron-ron. <laughs> the pen of my <laughs> uncle is on the desk of my aunt. Uh, yeah. But... Um, I, like, I like that you were threatening that we should try and teach uh, Naoki... Uh, 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 Canadian French. I was like, who, "Well, who's teaching them that?" Because it's not uh, me. Yeah. Uh, Solange, where are you? Come on to the show. Pomplamous. 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 I mean, grapefruit. That's what the soda tells me. <laughs> There's a. Uh, I don't know if it's on YouTube, and I. Th- who was it? Oh, the Radio Free Vestibule, uh, or the Vestibules, if you search it out. And I, it's probably on YouTube because they performed it at Just for Laughs. So it was on television at some point. But it's how to interview for a, a job when you don't speak for, in Quebec, when you don't speak French. <laughs> and it came down to the guy comes in, you know, thank you, Mr. So-and-so for coming in. And uh, 
it is and it's like uh, it sits the guy down and the, and the interviewer or the interviewee who doesn't speak any French but is trying to fake it goes uh, it, oh it says here that you uh, uh, <laughs> you speak fr- uh, you speak French but uh, as well as English and the guy responds yes um, but if you don't mind I want to do the interview in English because uh, uh, it's a little rusty. <laughs> and the guy's oh sure, so they go off with the whole thing, and then, and then at some point the guy's like, you know what, you seem uncomfortable. Let's just let's just do it in French. And the guy rattles off a French question, and the guy's like, uh, pamplemousse. <laughs> and the guy's like, pamplemousse. <laughs> do pamplemousse. <laughs> and then the, the guy there's a, there's a pause, and the guy's like, Capitaine Cruche, <laughs> like. Just uh, anyways, uh, it's a bit of a Canadian joke because, as you said, it's the Canadians all know a small handful of French words because we see it on our packaging day in and day out. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's all I got. I mean, when I went to uh, Montreal, my go-to was "I'm American. I only speak English. I'm sorry. I know you hate me. Can I please have the salmon?" And that's how <laughs> I functioned for two months in Montreal. But. <laughs> anyway. uh, Shout out to my buddy Taylor because when we went on our school trip to France, uh, he had no uh, functioning uh, French, and we somehow managed, basically phonetically, uh, and even then it was probably clocking in at sixty-five percent how to say uh, <laughs> how to say I don't speak any uh, French. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure they probably heard something else. He he rolled a, a few uh, some, a few vowels there. In there, yeah. But but, uh, uh, but the funny part is, to this day, he still knows how to say it. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's picked up any other French since then, but he still knows how to say that. And so. why? Why? Anyway? Why? 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 Uh, okay, we're we in the rambling devolved. bit. Oops. Oh my god, what are we doing? All right, let's end this show, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the Interdimensional Crossrip. Uh, please call into the voicemail. We want to hear your voices. Obviously, we like to ramble. We want to hear your uh, <laughs> your thoughts. But we we do love to hear ourselves talk, but we love to hear you guys talk even more. So hit up the voicemail and uh, tell us what you think of anything and everything that's going on in Ghostbusters land. And until next week, we'll see you on the other side. Au revoir. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Ciao. 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 Wait. Wrong. Nah. Ciao. That's Italian. Damn. Ciao. Damn. Arrivederci. 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 <laughs> Buongiorno. Buongiorno. <laughs>